Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biomass. I want to thank everyone for joining in either through the live stream or through our recording. I want to apologize for the late start. We had a bit of a scheduling issue. I was actually in California this weekend and, and kind of rolled in pretty late. So uh, again, I apologize for uh, getting a late start on that one. But if you're tuning in now, I want to appreciate your uh, patience in waiting, and if not, you know, thanks for listening to the recording. So, uh, we have a few things lined up. A lot of movie trailers came out, uh, some big news from Nintendo, and a couple other things. So, we're going to go right into introductions, starting at the top of the list with Soraya Zell. Hi, I'm Soraya Zell. Um, I I was also late. Um, we're I'm I I don't want Pokey to take all the blame for being late today. We we kind of had a fiasco of lates. Um, and uh, I'm a co-host here on the show. Fantastic. And Bait? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Bait, and I was not late. Yes, he was on time. Bait was not late. <laughs> All right. And I'm Pokey Traven. Uh, I obviously help host the show here, and I write for the blog when we get around to doing that. And normally I have a, a bit more time to prepare to actually you know, produce a, a decent uh, bit of material for the uh, Twitch stream. But unfortunately, again, scheduling issues, we kind of have to go with something a little more simplistic this week. So I do apologize for that. But regardless... Uh, moving along to our talks. So uh, we have a lot of new trailers. Um, some of them are kind of secondary trailers coming out of the, the original premiere. But one important one that you know I'm actually pretty excited for and, and bait dog up was the new Assassin's Creed uh, live action trailer. Do you want to talk about that a bit, man? Uh, yeah. So um, if I, I watched the trailer, it uh, should have been like uh, Tuesday, I think. Um, and uh, I didn't notice anything uh, too terribly uh, new, I guess. You know, um, uh, it, it all seemed to be stuff that uh, was was shown off um, in the uh, in the first trailer. So it was uh, story bits and whatnot. Um, so nothing too terribly new. Um, trailer was good though. Um, I'm still kind of butthurt about how they're gonna do the animus. But other than that, I, I'm really excited for the movie. Uh, in like two months, I think it comes out. You know, I, I had your the same thoughts initially about the Animus, that it was so drastically different from the original version of it. But at the same time, I'm also starting to kind of like it more because one of the parts of the game that I thought was kind of weird is we're putting you on this lounge chair and we're going to go into your memories and we're going to have you relive your life as an assassin. And oh, look, now you can jump off skyscrapers and, and not die. I think that this might make a little more sense in a realistic fashion that he's actually moving around and going through the physical movements, even though in his head he's obviously replaying his memories of his ancestors. But at the same time, if they do take this beyond, you know, what they do in in, in the game, where you actually, you know, we're going to have them running around as modern day assassins, it's going to make a lot more sense if they. Are a little more physically fit rather than you know in, in in Desmond's case he was like a bartender and probably not you know the most physically fit to the level of what you would expect the characters to be and I think this might make it a little more believable in that sense even if it does kind of deviate from the original material a bit. Yeah, and see that's the part that never really bothered me about the games was um was was those bits where you you would sit in the animus for you know three sequences or whatever and um and then like in Assassin's Creed. Three, I think it was. It really stood out to me, where you would come out of the animus and then, like, you would be thrown into those uh, modern time uh, bits, and then you know you'd be Desmond, you'd be swinging and jumping, and I mean that never really bothered me as as much as uh, it bothered some people uh, for for whatever reason. But yeah, it, it is interesting um, to see how they're uh, a- approaching this. 
Well, and the nice part about the Assassin's Creed universe is that you don't necessarily have to follow the original character from the game. And I think that's important because a lot of times the format of a game does not match the format of a movie. In many cases, you have games that last far longer. Like Metal Gear Solid 4, for example, if you break up the cutscenes and put them all together, it's an eight-hour movie. And you obviously can't tell that story in a standard two, three-hour movie setting. And I think that by taking it a different direction, they can look at a different character, but still kind of look at the overall universe of this guy being captured and brought to the Abstergo, in, you know, the Abstergo industry facility, and he kind of meets other people that have been roped in, and they're being effectively trained to be assassins through their ancestors' memories, but still there for Abstergo to get their information. I think that that's going to give them the opportunity to tell a story that is part of the universe, but you know, it's not going to betray the original in any way because it is separate but still, you know, relevant to what's going on. And I think that's going to be really important in helping this movie be successful. I think it looks really cool. Uh, it's one of those things where video game movies can, you know, be botched fairly easily, but I think that they're probably taking this with uh, some grace and hopefully they pull it off because I think it's a fantastic universe. I'd love to see more movies if the if this one is good. And I think that they, again, the direction they're taking, they can follow this character through a series of adventures that are running parallel to, to Desmond's story and, and the following stories that come after that, but still have, you know, that, that really Assassin's Creed feel to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and if it's too terribly bad, I really don't see any reason why they wouldn't uh, make another two movies, um, at least with this, uh, this character and this assassin. Now, I don't know how I would feel if they did more, um, I think you'd start to get kind of kind of burned out, kind of like the game is getting. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm very excited. I'm very hopeful uh, for the movie. Yeah, it's you don't want to overdo it, and I think they've kind of realized that with the games, they need to kind of slow it down. I mean, you rethink that we can't just rehash the same thing every year <laughs> moving forward, mm-hmm. especially since the, the series did kind of take a dip, you know, following um, the Ezio saga, which was really kind of, I didn't play much beyond three, so I can't comment on Black Flag and beyond, but I think three just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because I felt like, okay, guys, you need to kind of slow down and kind of reevaluate what you're doing with this because it just, it just didn't feel right for me. So I, I hope they don't overdo it and try to do this massive cash grab of Assassin's Creed films, but at the same time, you know, they, they definitely have a story they could tell, and I think it could be done quite well. I just hope they don't take it too far, and hopefully the lessons they're learning with the game franchise will help them make a good decision when it comes to the movie uh, series. Absolutely, yeah, and and you know, three was a bad game. Um, I um, never because liked Connor's it, an but, asshole, dude. Connor's the biggest asshole, and he's like the most boring character ever, right? He's not, you know, in any way uh, dynamic. Uh, he's just he just stays the same throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire game. I feel, and then you know, you contrast that with uh, with Ezio, you know, just literally in the the three games right before him, he was this dynamic character, and we learned lots about him. Uh, over the course of, of uh, two Brotherhood and Revelation, it was great. And then you get to Connor and the, the Ken Weiss saga, it's like, eh, fuck. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I I, I finished you know the, all, the, all the Ezio games, and I did Revelations, and I was like, wow, this is... He's really kind of fledged himself out into you know a master assassin, and he's really likable, and you're like, wow, he actually feels like he's an actual teacher, and he knows a lot, and he's very mature. And I went back and watched some stuff from Assassin's Creed 2, and it was like, wow, he was kind of a punk. You know, but mm-hmm. you really did see a true character growth over the over the course of the games. Even within the game, he he definitely changed quite a bit. I mean, I remember distinctly his first assassination in Assassin's Creed Two is this just 
revenge, just sloppy, stab the guy to death and run away like an idiot. And then at the end of the game, he's, you know, obviously a refined assassin knows what he's doing and he's matured quite a bit and, and you really grow to like him. And then you get to three and you're playing with Connor. And I think the cutscene where he's talking to his trainer and he basically says, Oh, you never gave me anything. I was like, are you serious? He literally (laughs) pulled you out of a muddy gutter and raised you and taught you how to do everything. And you're going to say, he never gave you anything. I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done with this guy. I, 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 I didn't play much beyond that because I was so sick of Connor. I was like, this, this kid's a douche and he's not going anywhere. He has, he's aged from a small child to an adult and he's still an asshole. I'm like, nothing has changed. I'm, I'm done. And that's kind of what killed my, my interest in the series. And I, I probably should go back and actually try Assassin's Creed four and, and beyond, but man, man, three was just shit. I did not like it. And oh, and that's yeah. where I think that they, they kind of needed to stop and go, okay, what are we doing with this? And and then the four, I hear, was good. And then they had Unity, which was shit. I think oh, kinda, yeah, it was, it was not it was together well. The yeah. story was, you know, kind of going along the same lines of, oh my God, the main character is a little bit of a douchebag. But I mean, other than that, I really yeah, like it. Well, he's French. I mean, I mean, I mean come on. Yeah, this is true. It, it, you know, compared, <laughs> it's obviously the most pretty of all the games uh just it being on yeah. the, the new on, on the you know i guess next gen consoles or the current gen um mm-hmm. but god damn you really should play that um if you get the chance both four and and you think it's all right yeah absolutely okay so moving along from that uh so um hugh jackman is starring in a new live action movie um it's called the last of us where he plays this <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's actually a Wolverine movie, um, but he, he seriously, he looks just like uh, Joel from, from The Last of Us. Uh, so <laughs> uh, this, uh, this, this movie is called Logan, and it's, uh, it's an X-Men movie, but it takes place obviously in the far, far future of, of the X-Men universe. And, and what were your guys' initial thoughts on, on what you were seeing and, and your thoughts on that? Pretty sure this is going to be the last uh, Wolverine movie. Oh, absolutely. He's yeah. he's said as much. He's oh, done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it looks think... dark though. Oh my god, dude, it looks so dark. It's gonna be so good. Well, there though. was there was something in the trailer that all the humans are gone. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that. All the mutants. It was. Are gone. It was like yeah. it was... all the mutants are gone. Yeah. Oh, I thought they said humans. No, dude, mutants. No, I I, I think he's like the last mutant. I mean, because he's talking to a, a very very old um, Professor Xavier. And he's like, no, it's it's he's like he's like Logan, what happened? And he's like, e- a lot has changed. He's like, all the mutants are gone. Like basically, like, I'm the last one is kind of what they imply in the trailer. Like they've been exterminated by the humans, basically. Okay, I I'll have to re-listen to that because I thought that went uh, that was the exact opposite. Well, because then um, Xavier says, you know, there we found this girl. He's she's just like you, and it it, it shows a girl named Ellie. Uh, I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though like it's it's straight up joel and ellie but um and she you know they kind of imply she has either she's a mutant or she has um the healing powers like like logan has but you know it, it's very very dark like it looks like it's not necessarily like quite post-apocalyptic but something has really gone wrong um that's caused the world to kind of become broken in some sense and uh it seems that they're kind of being hunted and Logan's healing powers seem kind of a little messed up. He's always covered in blood. Um, like he's not quite healing once. I think you only see him actually pull the claws out once in the in the trailer, which is oh, a little dude, uncommon. Yeah. He's a little more yeah. a little more aggressive for that, but he seems really reluctant to do it until he's you know, really provoked into actually fighting. And it seems that something something happened, you know. And I'm not as familiar with the the, the other movies past the first few because I haven't been following the series much. But this looks really dark. 
Well, and like the one time that he does pull out the uh, the claws, he like jams it up a guy's throat, and you see it kind of poke out the top of his head. Uh, yeah, like he's pissed. Oh. oh yeah, dude. It, it kind of, you know, going back to this girl though, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, like what her shtick is. If she does have just the healing, or if she's got like the the, the claws or whatnot. The the suggestion yeah, is that she's X twenty three or meant to be, I don't, which I don't, I don't. would mean she'd have like fingertip claw things or something. Do what now? I'm sorry, I don't follow. X-Men. There's there's a there's this. a character that has um, Logan's healing powers and like has like a a claw coming out of each like the end of each finger. Um, called X twenty three, and this this could be meant to be her. Wasn't she the X Men Origins movie though? Or the, we, the, the, we the Wolverine Origins? Let, let me clarify: we don't talk about the X Men Origins movie. Oh. It didn't happen. There's no such thing. Bear in mind that Deadpool is in the X Men movie and not the other Deadpool. Oh well, yeah. So basically, they're they're retconning their own. Their own franchise because they can't keep straight what's canon and what's not. Oh, they they retcon the crud out of X Men Origins. That movie never happened. I can't keep up with this stuff. I'm, I'm not a superhero buff, so I don't follow this stuff as, as closely as some of these guys do, and I'm always confused. Like, wait, no, they 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 wiped out everything from Star Wars except the movies. What? You know, I read those books. I, I thought that happened. <laughs> Welcome to the world of being a Star Trek fan, by the way. Is uh, it's all, oh, it's all, it happened. only it only counts if it's on screen, buddy. Gotcha. So all the games and all the the books and the you know mountain of material they have official is, is all fan fiction. That's all it is. Gotcha. But yeah, this 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 one looks really solid. I mean, like I actually said, um, I, I had to I had to make the joke about the uh, the Last of Us because I always said that if I wanted to see a video game made into a movie, I would choose the Last of Us, and I would actually cast Hugh Jackman as Joel because he would be awesome. And seeing this trailer, I'm like. Yep, he would be awesome because he looks just like him. It, it would be perfect. But you know, I, I think it looks really good. I, I do. You think that you'll have to have be well versed in all the other movies to actually watch this, or do you think it'll be standalone? God, I sure hope not. I think the last proper X Men movie I saw was was the one that came out recently, and then the one before that I think I saw was like X Three. So, eh. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'll, I'll check out the reviews and see if that's actually you know standalone or not. Because I, I do really want to see that, but I'm not sure if I want to delve into all the other X Men movies mm-hmm. and, and really check them all out. So we'll we'll have to see on that one. So another big one that came out is Guardians of the Galaxy two. So what do you guys think? I mean, what are your thoughts on that one? I'm excited. I'm just my brother's filling his that's arms it. next that's, to me. I'm just gonna be really happy to see this movie. That's it. Oh yeah. I mean, especially if it's to the caliber that the the first one was, it's oh, it it can be it can be well below the caliber of the first one, and I will still be incredibly happy with it because <laughs> it just it it's it's just I I that's it I I have no more words for it. Yeah, I mean it's it looks like it's a lot of the same humor as, as before, which was all definitely on point. Uh, my brother is is freaking out over Tiny Groot in a Star Lord jacket, um, which looks awesome. Um, the fact that you've got now um, Rocket carrying around Groot and they're this little tag team is is, is pretty cute and adorable. But uh, you know it, it it just looks badass when when in the trailer when Star Lord is like, "You want to hug it out?" and he's like, "No, nah, I really don't. that's not what I said." Okay, <laughs> we're gonna hug it out. Um, it, it's kind of that tongue in cheek. You know, it, it looks pretty good. So, speaking of X-Men, actually, uh, a bit of bad news that apparently the director for Deadpool 2 uh, is had a disagreement with Ryan Reynolds and has left the project, which is terrifying because I'm pretty certain that 
him with Ryan Reynolds was pretty much the reason why Deadpool was so good. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really worried that this is going to pretty much kill Deadpool 2 in terms of its quality. What do you guys think? My hope is that I, I feel like a little bit more so than most movies, Ryan Reynolds very strongly himself influences this movie. So my hope is that he can keep it on track. But, I mean, loss of a director is a pretty big deal. Especially when the, the original movie was so on point with pretty much everything. I mean, like you said, Ryan Reynolds is, is Deadpool. I mean, he doesn't even really have to act much, I think, to play that character. In in terms of the acting, I think it'll be absolutely solid. I, I only worry about, you know, making sure it kind of has the right feel to it. And if, if he is influential enough to make it happen without uh, the director, you know, it That'd be sweet because Deadpool 1 was amazing and it made a crap load of money. And I'd love to see Deadpool 2 make a crap load of money because it's good, not because it's Deadpool. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it, it does worry me a bit. And, you know, I, I hope that maybe they can reconcile the differences. I, I'd rather not take the chance with it because, again, this is set up for a really great franchise that could be, you know, kind of caught dead in its tracks. If the second one flops, then they probably won't do a third one if the second one ends up being bad. But, you know, like you said, you may have a point in terms of him being able to, to drive it enough to, you know, still deliver a, comp- a comparable performance to the first movie. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, Wolverine as well, as we were talking X-Men, is... Uh, I, I'm I'm still hopeful that this might be our our the real last uh, last presence of Wolverine. Is I I hope Hugh Jackman makes a cameo in, in this or something because it 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 needs him. It does. Well, and he he said he would do it. He said even if I do my last Wolverine, because I will show up for Deadpool because you know why not? And the exception is Wolverine is such an integral part of Deadpool's story. I mean, it, not even the story, but just their interactions are are actually a pretty big part of the character. And I think that you got to have it at least once, you know, to have that that humor in 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 the film. It makes me wonder, you know, and I'm reading through the the link that you posted. So, what they disagreed over specifically that made them? We'll probably never know. No, yeah, I'm sure we never will. That'll I... get. That's one of those things that. You know, maybe 30 years from now in Ryan Reynolds' tell-all book or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe. One can hope, I guess. Or we could tinfoil it. It's actually one giant PR stunt to get people to, to be outraged and, and drum up support for the film. Uh, that's, just to troll us in the very end. It's Yeah, I'm not sure you can rule out anything as, as far as the Deadpool marketing team is concerned. Yeah, I mean, they they successfully launched the Valentine's Day uh, billboard <laughs> promo, which I think worked for at least a couple guys to trick their girlfriends into seeing the movie for them. It, it certainly, uh, the, the Marvel tag tricked a bunch of parents into seeing it with their kids, which, you know, was hilarious when I was sitting in the theater and parents were talking to the people around them and then quickly scurrying their children out. So I, I think that in terms of marketing, they, they could do something I crazy. I mean, that would be I hilarious. I don't get how you but... get that far. Like, how do you get the... This is an R-rated movie. Do you approve of giving the, you know, are you, you're buying a ticket for your kid? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. and they did at the theater I was at. I mean, it was it was considered a special event when I went and saw it. Like they had they had extra staff there to check to see who was going in the door. They were really watching it. They were talking to parents with young kids, but these were parents in the theater that were getting up and leaving. Like they had gone past all of the all of the uh, the checkpoints to get there and they're right. like oh I'm maybe like, i should see this not, my five-year-old how do you not get that how do you get that far and not get that it's an r-rated movie which is going to be almost certainly very inappropriate 
I mean, we're talking full the, frontal crispy Ryan Reynolds. This is true. Right in the camera. I'm like, you, you saw it all, you know? And people had their five-year-olds there to see, you know, oh, it's a Marvel movie. It's a superhero. I'm like, no, not really. It's an outlier. You should know better. But then again, we live in a society where people will buy you know, Grand Theft Auto for their six-year-old, not thinking that, hey, it's literally about killing people and shooting hookers. <laughs> You know, and I mean, I've I've seen people ask at like Target, "Do you think this would be a good game for my six-year-old?" And the cashier said, "No, it's an M-rated game. It's for <laughs> adult content only." And the parents shrugged their shoulders and said, oh, "I'm going to get it anyways," and bought the game. I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Grand Theft Auto doesn't have to be about shooting hookers. It can be about throwing Samsung Galaxy notes at cars. Come on, bro. Uh, no, it it can't though. <laughs> well, I mean, it it, it, it can, but. You can't actually hear about it. Yeah, that, that's actually something that happened. We talked about it last week um, in my shout-out that a modder actually had put the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 into Grand Theft Auto V as a grenade. So you could throw cell phones at people, and they would most definitely explode when they hit them because the batteries are so bad. Uh, but the video on YouTube has since actually been removed um, showing this feature. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's what? actually Samsung that ordered this, but the video is gone. Oh. God damn it, Samsung! What she did? Yeah, I don't, I don't get how they pulled that off. That had to be something with uh, how you know, buddy, buddy, Samsung is with the ma- with the uh, company that makes their operating system. Because I mean, there's no, there's no legit copyright claim. That's a, it's a clear, you know, it, it's, it's called parody. It's, it's fair use. It's acceptable. There's nothing like it that that would get pulled from YouTube, except for the fact that you know. Samsung was like, hey, Google, can you do this anyways? And Google's like, yeah, we can do that. Did the dude yeah, who actually, made the video maybe take it down? No, no, I'm looking at it right now. It says this video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by Samsung Electronics America Incorporated and its affiliates. And so Samsung co- pulled it off completely YouTube. nonsense. Wow. That is, that yeah. is that corporate partnership at its best right there. That's why you don't put um, content on, you know, d- don't put your stuff on Google. You put your stuff on Google. Google decides what what happens to it, and that's and and there is no there's no higher you know authority you can appeal to than El Goog deciding what to, what to do with your stuff. I left Gmail a week last week, and I'm I'm so happy. Are you doing okay? What are you using? It's wonderful. I'm using a service called Fastmail, and this is my. I know we're in the middle of the show, but I'm, I, it's a shout out. I love Fastmail. Go for it's it. great. It's like it's like five bucks a month. I have no ads. I can get a support response from the company in like an hour. Um, I I mean it's it's just I get great service for you know half the cost of a Netflix subscription. Email's the most important thing in your life. Why are you tolerating free service? I love it. This episode of <laughs> podcast brought to you by Fastmail. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, we should we should totally see if they'll. Do- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I I don't think they care so. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, we'll give you a free month if you, if you plug us. Here's your $5 sponsorship for being a sellout. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, one more trailer we have to go over. We have to go over. Um, and I am sad to say that we have confirmed that Red Dead Paddleball is not actually what that, that teaser was about. It is, in fact, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, that Rockstar released their, their teaser last week about. We talked about it on the show with Jadik. And uh, I got to say, it, it looks fantastic even though there was no gameplay so i will i will plug that with 
it makes the engine look very good, but there's so no pretty. there's no guarantee it actually is going to look like that. But it does seem comparable to other games coming out right now that it is well within the it, it's it's well with it's, it's reasonable that it it could look like that. And if it does, it, it's going to look fantastic. I mean, I know you're you're looking forward to this too, bait. What do you think, man? Dude, I am overjoyed. I'm so excited for this game. I, I I'm not going to say I'm going to pre-order it. Uh, I don't pre-order games. Um, but I will buy day one because you know the the first Red Dead. I think we all played it. We all played the first one, right? I've never oh, yeah. played. I've never oh, played Red Dead. So. Oh. Multiplayer is hilarious. <laughs> Multiplayer, Multiplayer without a fail will start a fifteen minutes of trying to do what you're supposed to do, and then ultimately divulge into blowing each other, blowing each other up with dynamite every single yes. time. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do. Someone gets the exploding rifle and shoots you in the chest, and you detonate into red mist, and that's it. It's screwing around for the next three hours and getting nothing done. Can confirm. It is fun. But, no, dude, this game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Looks like there's going to be a lot more to do. Um, just in the world, other than, like, shooting some birds out of the sky for $10 and then scanning them. Well, and that's the thing, is that, you know, Red Dead Redemption 1 suffered from a lot of problems that are... are you know, considered inexcusable for games nowadays, but it was still a really, really good game. And I mean, I personally had a lot of fun with it because it takes place on the Mexican border and I live in Arizona, so it literally looks like my backyard out there. Uh, and it did a fantastic job at really capturing kind of the snow and desert feel. So it really did feel like a, a true Western. They really captured that. And the, and the gameplay and the voice acting and the story it all really felt like an actual, honest to goodness, Western. And that's what made it great, even if some of the, the side gameplay elements were, were kind of lacking. But if they can kind of get past that and still deliver on the original Western feel, it's going to be a blockbuster. I mean, I think the analysts are already saying that it's expected to sell 15 million copies, which is $900 million if people buy it at full price like that is huge oh yeah absolutely and it looks like for this game that they've moved you know you were saying that the uh the first game is down toward the uh toward the mexican border and into mexico even um uh, it looks like this game is is starting to take to take this move uh up north um it looks like the rockstar may have taken inspiration from the uh was it yellowstone area um so oh so it's that far north wow i think because well because if if you go through the trailer there's um there's uh mountains in the background that have snow on them if i'm not mistaken mistaken. Um, Mm -hmm. so obviously you're not going to get that um down arizona by mexico so you do have to go a little (laughs) bit further north although i could be yeah i mean i've been to arizona well, at first I thought, because Arizona does actually have uh, snowy regions up in the Flagstaff area because it's much higher elevation there. So you actually will have, oh, okay. you, you can drive from snow in Arizona down the mountain into the Sonoran Desert where it's you know, it's actually a desert. So I thought when they said more north, I'm like, okay, maybe they're, they're kind of pushing it up towards a more mountainous region. That's where they have snow. But if they're putting it actually at the northern end of, of the United States, up like the Yellowstone, North Dakota region, you know, that still fits the, the area that would make sense. And it definitely does snow up there in, in certain areas. So in Yellowstone's absolutely gorgeous. That could be a really good spot to do it. And they could, I mean, there's tons of locations they could pick all over the, 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 the Southwest or Northwest of the, of the U S that would be amazing. So the Yellowstone region, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Cause that's oh, a yeah. gorgeous area of the country. It's probably going to go up into Canada. If I had to guess, yes. maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There were bison or buffalo or whatever the fuck they are, dude. 
they are. I'm so mm-hmm. happy to see some like running across. And, uh, there's a train. There's a bit in the trailer. There's a train going, and there's some bison. And oh, so excited! Yeah, and that's that's the part that was important for me is that again there was no actual gameplay, so you have to take it with with a, a nice spoonful of salt. But they really did seem to kind of capture the same sort of feel that they had in the original game, which is very very important. And I'm I'm glad they actually managed to, to nail that um, if that does translate to the, the final game because that was the part that made Red Dead Redemption 1 really fantastic and I would love to see more of that, especially with more updated gameplay for, from some of the more modern games we see nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's like a lot in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like And maybe mm-hmm. it's just because it, you know, it was in the desert, there wasn't a lot, you know, there's not a lot there anyway. But like I'm on the second scene or third scene where there's like more than two animals uh, congregated <laughs> together, which is kind of cool. My, my brother is very insistent they bring back the cougar lady that gallops around and, and tackles you. Did, did you ever experience that glitch in Red Dead Redemption 1? No, I didn't. I yeah, the, the Coyote Man and the Vulture Woman. It, it, it's basically what would happen is that the game would glitch and they would do a model swap where it would put like the body of a woman, but it would give it the bone structure and uh, animations of a cougar and behave like a cougar. So you would be trotting along and suddenly this woman would come running on all fours towards you and then tackle you and take your face off. And there was a lot of really funny glitches that would happen where random shit would happen. I mean, it was, it was obviously it totally broke immersion, but it was, it made for some pretty hilarious moments. You're like, what the fuck? This guy is flying there and dive bombs you. Like it was just ridiculous <laughs> stuff. Um, the videos are hilarious. I suggest you look it up sometime, but uh, you know, my, my brother is very insistent that that, you know, Cougar lady makes a return. Cause you know, that's what he's into apparently. <laughs> oh dude flexed. yeah I'm, I'm watching it i'm watching it right now this is lady she's a freaking donkey and yeah, like yeah the like, dude just there. mounted her and he's riding her like he's riding a horse <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. on earth? what on yeah. earth yeah yeah so if, if anyone had the, the pleasure of experiencing some of the, the random shit in red dead redemption one <laughs> I, hopefully we won't see any more uh, glitches like that in the new game but we'll have to see but regardless the game looks like more of what was really good, and I hope that they can make improvements upon what was, you know, not not as up to par in, in the original game. But overall, you know, if they can deliver the same or a better experience, it's going to do extremely well, and I'll, I'll be really looking forward to, to purchasing that. And it looks like that is coming out in fall 2017. So there's some, we got some time on that one. And again, this is, you know, they just announced this like this week. So, you know, we, there's still some time. But if you want to pre-order, if you're into that, um, I'm not sure if there's any bonuses going on right now. But uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. So fall 2017 is when we can expect it. Okay, so another thing that came out this week is the Doom free update uh, number four, which is I think patch 0.08 came out. And, you know, the, I've actually been really impressed with, with Doom. I know I've, I've fanboyed about this enough, but uh, they keep releasing continual patches, uh, mostly affecting the snap map uh, portion, which is actually kind of what I like to focus on. That's kind of my my go-to in Doom, even though the multiplayer is, is, is okay and, and the single player is fantastic. But snap map is kind of my thing. And so they've actually released this patch, and there's a lot of really great stuff in it. They did an overhaul of the snap map menu, and they've kind of divided it up um, a bit better. Before, it was kind of this splash page, and it was a little hard to navigate. And they, they've kind of broken it up and made it a little more granular, so you can kind of select what you want a bit better. Uh, so that really helps. They've added a ton of new stuff for you can play around in the snap map system. So one big part of the update was they released pretty much all or most of the modules used in the original Doom. And I'm talking like the old pixelated doom you can actually build and create maps with those modules and and objects and stuff uh and 
basically create a a remake of the original Doom game or that style at the very least using the new engine with you know the, the obviously the high definition weapons and monsters and whatnot. But it's the level itself looks like the original, and that's that's actually really really cool. The developers have actually been releasing uh, the original Doom maps kind of um, in in sequentially. So like right now, like the first three levels of Doom are actually available, and you can go into Snap Map and actually play the original levels using you know, the modern stuff. And they're going to release some um, more levels uh, periodically for the next couple of weeks, just to kind of give people a chance to go in and, and replay the original Doom using the new the new engine. It's 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 actually really cool. I kind of like that time release. It gives you something to do every week. And I'm actually looking forward to try those all out because I did not play Doom that much when I was younger. So getting to kind of experience it again um, on a modern system is, is going to be pretty fun for me. And uh, I have to imagine that the, uh, the download size of this update it has to be pretty small, given the, given the, the original Doom res- resolution. <laughs> That's actually funny, because I thought the small the update would be small. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's download 19 gig. I was like, holy shit. What? Like, That's a whole game! What? I know. My, my, my brother said initially before I read the patch, I said, oh yeah, just a few bug fixes. I'm like, what the... what? What bugs did they fix? And then I actually read the patch notes, and it, it includes that, but there's also a ton of new high-definition stuff and new modules for, you know, the, the more modern look. And that's not just the new Doom stuff. It's, it's the more modern stuff. And there's new, um, like some new modules, new objects you can place. Uh, no new weapons this patch, but they, they've added... It, it's kind of cool how they're doing it because there's... All the DLC you buy is for multiplayer only, and I don't really play the multiplayer, so I haven't been buying it. But they keep taking the stuff they add to multiplayer and adding it to Snap Map for free. So you don't actually have to buy the DLC to experience it in Snap Map. So like all of the armor and stuff that they added for multiplayer, I was like, oh, it's suddenly available in Snap Map for free. I didn't have to pay for it. Which is, you know, really nice for those of us who I, I normally don't like buying DLC for this sort of thing, but I would totally pay for it, but if they're going to give it to me for free, you know, sweet. It's 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 really great. So they added a, a bunch of new armor that, you know, lets you customize your character, uh, a bunch of new objects, a few updates to how the stat map works. What's actually kind of cool is you can add level links now, so you can effectively build a level, and then at the end of the level, you go, okay, instead of complete match, you can link it to a different level. And so you can do the next level and complete it and link it to a different level. So people have been making their own single player campaigns, basically, where it's a series of levels that are specifically linked together and they just kind of feed into each other. And you can play through it with uh, up one to one to four players if you, you know, you're, the, the, the designer builds it that way. So you can have a four player campaign experience if, you know, you have someone that actually builds that map. And there is actually a new category in the snap map menu for, campaigns and campaigns that are specifically built around a story mode so it's allowing people to develop and produce their own campaign levels for whatever they want which is actually pretty badass so i i really like that uh there's been a bit of uh, backlash in the forums i think people actually want it to produce more of the story um the true like developer story because i mean let's face it when it's player made content 95 percent of it's usually shit and you have five percent that's actually really solid people who put a lot of time into it can produce something really good and so you have a lot of content but not stuff that's like really ultra high quality so there is some backlash they want more focus on the main story but honestly i think they're already working on the next doom which will probably be a continuance of that that story so i don't really expect them to do more because they'd rather sell you a whole new game so you know it is what it is depending on what's what's your focus for that but yeah, lots of new stuff. I like the campaign thing. Um, linking levels together is great. The, the 
the old Doom level modules are, are hilarious, um, especially when you can kind of go from, you know, modern and this little portal you go through, and you can actually portal into the modules that have the the old style, which is it's pretty neat. And I really do hope they continue to add um, more modules and stuff like that. Like I hope they add the uh, exterior maps for like the Mars, so you can just go onto the Mars surface, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that. So if you do have Doom and you play it. Uh, definitely download the update. Check out. There's tons of new features, lots of cool stuff, little nuances in the snap map. You can you can check out. I, I do suggest to read the patch notes because it's a lot to digest. But again, fantastic update, and I, I really do highly suggest you take a look at it. So, were they not going to do any more single player or any single player DLC at all? Uh, they did a, an AMA on Reddit, and that's kind of the impression they gave. Is like we're okay. going to let we okay. we're giving you tools so players can produce effectively single-player campaign content, but we are not going to be doing that. And my best guess is because they're working on the next game, which will have uh, you know, more of that, and, and they're going to let the players kind of maintain the, the content creation for this game moving forward. Okay, so uh, enough of that, but one thing we, we definitely have to, to touch on is the Nintendo NX had its final announcement today of what it's going to be, and it's going to be called the Nintendo Snap. And no, no. Switch. What? Switch. You've got Switch. snap maps Sorry. on the brain. Sorry, I've got I've got Doom on the brain. I apologize. So Nintendo Switch, um, and it's kind of what we were expecting it to be. It's effectively a LCD screen that can plug into your TV so you can play at home, and then it has little controllers that clip onto it, and it becomes a portable device that you can carry with you. Uh, what did you guys think of the trailer? It was a pretty a pretty imaginative way to, to kind of show its features, I think, but what did you guys think about uh, what you were seeing and, and what you think this thing can do? I just, I think it's... It's one of those things, and this is this really hits you like every time Nintendo announces a new device, and you're kind of like, what what the heck is this thing, and why why did they design it this way? Um, I, I mean the 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 way the controller like comes apart to attach to the screen, which is on the console that's in the dock, is kind of convoluted. I kind of like I kind of feel weird. like. Someone's gonna lose like one side of a controller or something. Oh my god! You're gonna like there are so many little pieces involved in this operation because you have the the dock and the console itself, which is a, has a, obviously a screen, and then you have the two sides of the controller, and then the base of the controller that they hook into, and it looks like they have another type of controller because I assume that not ever, but that only you're only gonna have one controller that needs to like hack into a thing that hooks onto the other thing um so i yeah it's it seems really really complicated um i I can't imagine things won't break but nintendo's very good at hardware design that's kind of their their one really strong point is is making um hardware that uh withstands a beating and and works pretty well so you know i think they'll pull it off i mean they they clearly didn't the big thing that i look forward to from nintendo is nintendo doesn't just say well this is what's popular and working for everyone else so we're gonna keep making that too um you know obviously once um oculus came out then you know uh, steam was like oh we need that and then and then um PlayStation was like, oh, we need that too, and Xbox kind of trying to figure out how they're going to do it, and Google's doing their thing, and everything's like, oh my gosh, VR, and Nintendo's like, but we're going to do this whole different thing all of our own, um, which is much the same thing with which they did with the Wii U and the DS, and you know, with the dual screen setup, and, and with the original Wii with the motion control, 
it seems like they would rather have an occasional miss and failure to launch than just do than not take the risk of being the you know they want to be the 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 ones to create the the big new thing. Yeah, and I think their their refusal to directly compete with Sony and Microsoft and now a whole slew of other developers has allowed them the safety to be able to do weird stuff like this and not be totally sideswiped for it. Like they people expect it now from Nintendo. So when they do something weird, they go, okay, you know, we'll we'll give it a shot. And I think that that is it works for them because it allows them to compete in their own market pretty much because you don't see anyone else doing anything weird like this, which I think has definitely led to a lot of Nintendo's success in the previous year. Well, now, I do think they are courting uh, third-party developers probably much stronger than they did in the past. But, I mean, that really the big thing of, of how they've kept away from competing is that they've continued to make their first-party games, which continue to be excellent and continue to only be available on their platforms. You know, people buy consoles for the games they can play on them, and you can't play Nintendo games on anything else. Well, in, in, like you said, they are definitely focusing more on third-party. I mean, I'm looking at the website here, and there was a lot of really high-end third-party developers you got here. You got 505 Games, Activision, Atlas, and they do the, the Dark Souls series, uh, Bethesda, uh, Bandai Namco, Square Enix, uh, Epic Games, Autodesk, Havoc. I mean, there's, there's some really big names here. Sega, Konami. They're obviously really courting. I mean, even the trailer shows Skyrim playing on the Nintendo uh, switch which you know i was like whoa okay i mean i guess it's probably not the highest ultimate edition that's coming out for ps4 soon but it's definitely going to be compatible and, and they actually have tried to contact bethesda about that saying hey is skyrim confirmed for for the switch and they refuse to comment but i'm guessing since it's in nintendo's trailer and bethesda is a listed third-party developer that's probably a pretty safe bet to say they're going to have it on there which is surprising but cool yeah i mean at the end of the day though the system is just a glorified ds I mean, no, it's what the Wii U should have been from the start. The, the Wii is. U is a, it's actually the Wii U is a glorified DS because you have the TV screen and then the controller screen controller is a second is, is, a, is, a, is a secondary is a screen. That's the touch screen. That's actually as far as I can tell, the Wii U was designed to be basically a, a home DS where they could easily fit the games that they designed to work with the DS's dual screen. That would work on a Wii U, but wouldn't have worked on any other platform. But I mean, the thing is, is you probably will, you won't have that functionality with this because you won't have, they have you dock that second screen in order to play the game and use just a normal controller. They're actually getting rid of the second screen for this version. Yeah, and to clarify, the processor is entirely within that screen. The dock that it goes into does not provide any additional uh, processing power. That is entirely to charge the screen and to provide the TV hookup. So whatever processing power this machine has will be in that screen, and you will have the full processing power whether you are docked in at home or you're carrying it with you um, out and about. And the that's thing is, it's so hot. Yeah, well, yeah, and the, the thing is, though, is it probably won't because it's probably essentially a tablet um, PC, and, and so PC, there's probably... Yeah. I mean, I'll be kind of surprised to see what they can pull off graphics-wise because they're, I mean, they're not... They're setting some huge limitations on themselves by how they're trying to do this. And the other thing is, um, and and I really haven't played my Wii U enough to, to have a lot of commentary on this myself, but um, battery life was a big concern for the Wii U. And uh, running your whole, just the tablet part that does the touchscreen and the controller, you know, only lasted a couple of hours. Um, so having a whole, whole, whole ga- uh, a home game console, 
you got to wonder how long this thing's going to actually last. Yeah, I mean that's that's obviously a big concern, especially I mean, usually with with handhold handheld games, you expect you know quite a bit lower spec because it has to run with less power because the battery is obviously the limiting factor. But in this case, if they're going to try to outdo, and, and they've said it's not a competitor to the Wii U, but if they're going to try to make this kind of be its, their new next gen console, it's got to operate at a much higher level than like a 3DS. You know, they, it has to do a lot more. And I I do worry about, it, especially with the way batteries are recently. It, I just don't know. It, it really concerns me, and I'm wondering if it will be reliant on like third party or anything like that. And the fact that when they are showing uh, the the person watching a movie on it, they they make a point to show him plugging it in with like an AC adapter, as in like you're not going to be able to watch like a whole movie without plugging this thing in because the battery isn't going to last for three hours, and and that does concern me a little bit. Somebody's going to sell some sort of battery pack for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, it it, it just kind of adds that that frustration where it's like I got to buy more peripherals to hook this thing up to, and now I've got to have more pieces to, to keep my thing running. I mean, like Zell said, there's like two controllers: the tablet, the dock, the controller base when you're playing at home. You've got the the kind of the pro controller, which is kind of more of a standard uh, full size controller. And then the AC adapter and all kinds of stuff. Like you're gonna need a carrying case to hold all this stuff. You gotta put a battery pack on top of that to keep your thing charged. I, I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of stuff that that has to be carried around and, and maintained. And, and I do worry about a lot of parts. Even if it is a very cool idea, I'm I'm concerned that that's gonna become kind of a, a focused issue. And maybe it will, but it. I I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's hardware. We just have to wait and see. It's just something about those controllers just rubs me the wrong way. You know how they were showing that, oh, you can break the controller off the side of the thing and your friend can use one and you can use one. Like, who the fuck uses a controller that's the size of a, I don't know, like a, a Milky Way bar? I mean, well, you, it's you like got, the Wii controllers. You can nah, turn them sideways nah, and use them, but who did but, that? Yeah, who did but, that? No, yeah. nobody did that. And those controllers, I bet you anything, are were a lot bigger. Than these controllers are going to be. These control at least they look like it because those controllers look small. And if you have overly well, have large hands, then you know that I can see that being a problem. Well, because I mean, the, their intention is you hold them lengthways in the palm of your hand, one on each side. But if you flip it sideways, you're still only looking at maybe three or four inches, you know, in length. Then you have to hold it sideways. And now your thumbs are on the. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems really small. Like yeah. you said, I, I don't yeah. think that that functionality will be used very much. If people are going to actually bring it out to play with friends. They're probably going to be doing it at home with a dock. I don't think you're going to see them sitting at a picnic table whipping out the little mini controllers to play games <laughs> in any reasonable sense. No, probably not. Um, and then you can put the two sides together. It, it just seems it seems like you know. Okay, having this idea of multiple ways to set up your controller for whatever reason is cool, but it, it, I feel like it's going to be more of a hassle than anything else. Yeah, I, I think that the controls will probably people will tend to gravitate towards the full controller rather than probably, just using the main ones. And yeah. and you know yeah. that th- that's more of I think just an accessibility thing. I don't know if that's actually the real intention of what they want because they definitely made a point to show off the the pro controller, which is kind of like I said, the full size standard what you would expect a controller to look like. I, I think mostly what Nintendo is going for, and, and you did kind of see this with the 3DS and the Wii U, where they would release the same game for both of them. So you would have 
the home version and the portable version, and then they could cross-play, and it was the same game. I think that was kind of the direction they're going for, and this is kind of the culmination of that idea where you have both your your, your portable and your, your home version together, and you can take it with you. I don't think that they necessarily mean you to treat it like a, let's go to the park and play you know Super Smash Bros. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more of a, hey, you can take it with you, but if you're going to play in any reasonable sense, you're, you're going to have you know a real controller regardless. It's not going to be these little dinky things. I'd be curious to see how uh, you know they had that guy that was playing it on the plane or whatever. I'd be curious to see how that works. I don't know. Never mind. I guess not because it's not going to be, it's not tied to a, a thing that is the system. Never mind. Yeah, no, it's entirely self-contained, which is yeah, which which is good. Like I said, this is what the Wii U should have been. It should like the Wii U. People wanted the Wii U to be a portable device, and it wasn't. It was effectively tied to your TV, which I think is probably why it didn't do very well because people were confused about what it was. Nintendo probably knowingly was very vague about it when people bought it, and like, oh yeah, no, it's it's touchscreen. You can take it anywhere as long as in your living room. And that, that kind of killed it for people. I think this is what it should have been, a self-contained gaming system that works both at home and on the go. And for a portable system, you know, sitting on a plane by yourself with your little controller, sure, you know, that that's cool. It effectively, it's going to be, like you said, a, a 3DS or a DS with one screen, but a nice big screen and, and being able to run, you know, Wii U quality games at the same time. I think that's that's the appeal of people. So I can take it with me. If I want to sit in the car, I can play you know, Legends of the Call of Wild, I don't have to have, you know, a DS to do it. It can be a little more of a high-end uh, gaming system, which I think it will do well in that regard, but I think in terms of being like a party system, eh, only in the home uh, configuration, I think. I don't see it being a, a big thing for, for portable games. And, you know, if you're going to be one of those people that takes on a play, you look like such a dork, but it's going to be really cool, I think. I'm, I, I'm kind is... of excited for it. I I, I think it's going to be cool. I think this is one of those things that will probably appeal more to the Japanese crowd. I think their culture supports that mobile go out and play games wherever than than more so than the the American culture where we tend to stay at home and we're we're gaming as a group. Uh, I, I think that it's definitely that that aspect is geared towards Japanese car, which is fine. Well, I think uh, it'll still find uh, its its sale here in in North America though. A big thing is is just really what level of urbanization you live in. I mean, if if you if you live in the suburbs and you're going to be driving to work, you're not going to play mobile games because you're not going to haul a console around for the few minutes you might have someday to play. But if you're on public transit, you have a you know a, a half an hour or an hour you know each way on on buses slash trains you know or whatever you're you're probably gonna play i mean this that was the conversation i had on on release day with a couple people is i'm like mobile gaming's really never been a thing for me since i i started driving and and but to some people you know commuting is the standard way of life and in there it's gonna work but for me if i'm gonna have a mobile device it's gonna be my phone because i'm already carrying it either way yeah and and this is bulky i mean it's 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 big which is good if you want to play it because it's got a nice big screen but at the same time you're not going to want to bring it with you unless you know you're going to be playing it and like you said for a lot of people that commute to work where they drive themselves when am i going to do that i mean i I get my car i drive to work i get out of my car there's there's no time at all to actually do it but a lot of people commute via bus and in that case you're right if you're driving if you're riding in a bus that's a perfect time because that can take a couple hours depending on how far you have to go so that 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 is true that 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 particular market will definitely benefit the most from this style of system 
And props to Nintendo for at least, you know, trying to innovate somehow. I mean, you look at the the Xbox and the and the PlayStation, it's like, okay, you've had the same basic idea for the past two console iterations. And, you know, while the you know, the Wii kinda kinda did the uh did what it, it's trying to do now, uh, with the Wii U, it's still, you know, Nintendo's usually pretty pretty out there with with some of their stuff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering how long until they release a 3D version of this, where it's got the God, 3D please, no, capability. Please, no. No, I, I almost guarantee you it no. will happen at some point. You'll be melting your eyeballs and giving you a headache, <laughs> like like a lot of 3DS games do. Thank you, I, I actually like a lot of 3DS games. Like some of the Resident Evil games in 3DS are really cool. The 3D effect works really well, but God, I cannot play them for long. They give me a headache. Uh, so, but I, I, I get the feeling they'll probably push this that direction. They're going to try to keep with the whole. Uh, you can take it wherever you want, and we're now going to integrate some of our older technology with the 3DS to to give you kind of our our full Nintendo package. And I think that's kind of the direction they'll take it. One thing that that kind of confused me is that when they were showing off a trailer. He opens up a little thing and puts in uh, an SD card, which I thought was, oh, cool, it'll be like 3DS compatible. It's not. Uh, I think those are the game cartridges, um, but it is not Wii U compatible and it is not 3DS compatible. Nintendo said they might allow backwards compatibility with digital games, but physical games will not work with the Switch. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, they didn't want to go with the disc format for a portable device. And yeah, we saw I, how that worked with the PSP. Right, and and I don't think a 3DS cartridge is probably up to snuff for what they want to do, so they probably needed a, a new cartridge standard either way. Um, the big question for me is, in terms of the digital games, is, you know, I, the Wii U, the, the, the Wii originally, the DS games, all of them, they do, they're not tied to an account, they're tied to the device, and you have, like, this awful, janky migration method to move your games between devices. Um, and obviously there's no cross-platform, so even if, like, you know, Super Mario 3, you can own it for the DS, the Wii, and still have to buy it for the Wii U if you want to play it on the Wii U. Um, it, it, the really big question is if Nintendo has any plans in the... In, you know, along with this release or in the future to, to really move up to a more, you know, Steam-like method where you just buy a game and it's in your library and you can play it on any available platform. I think that that direction would give them the most power moving forward. I think the, the lack of backwards compatibility is going to definitely hinder them because people are going to go, oh, whoa, okay, so what games are coming out with this then? Whereas before, you know, with backwards compatibility, you didn't have to worry about that so much because you had the ability to no, my games will work with this, and there's a huge library that I can port over. But with the lack of backwards compatibility on this one, like you said, they might have to move to a, okay, we're going to do an account-based system, and if the system supports the game that you have it on, you've got a system, no buying it twice or three times, depending on what you have. And I think that will definitely have a much more positive uh Yeah, but I, them, think, but I, I yeah, think Nintendo likes selling the same games over and over again. I, well, I think they just like do. doing it. They just like <clears> Capcom. It. Makes me wonder though, like, yeah, are well, you going to be able to fit some of these games on those cartridges? I, mean, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, so bear in mind, if... you can get a 256 gigabyte micro SD for these days for like 50 bucks. So oh, can you really? And, so, okay. and, and, and these that's are micro SD, and, and then, full SD. Right. These okay. are these are smaller than like a full size SD cards. Or I mean, these are these cartridges are bigger than a full size SD card. So, um, I guess that answers my question. Yeah. yeah I mean. 
SSD storage is really, really tiny these days. They can definitely do it. And, and you know, that's that's a good direction to take for this format as well. I mean, just having a, a very small, you don't want to have a big clunky thing. Like I said, I, I quoted the, the PSP, but it was cool to have a little cartridges with the disc inside, but it was kind of weird to, to get it in there. It took up a lot of space inside the device. And I think that making it, you know, a straight SD style card is probably the best direction they're going to take. And that might be how they go moving forward, especially with the, the capacity, like Zell said, is definitely getting up there. Uh, another thing it's getting is Amiibo support, if you're into that. Amiibos are the little figurines you can buy, and they are all limited edition. And you can put them on your Wii U or your, I think the newer 3DS XLs have it as well. And you basically put the, the, the character on there, and it scans the character. goes, okay, you bought this character, and then it comes with in-game benefits for a whole bunch of games. So if you buy a little Mario figurine, you can unlock special benefits in you know Mario games or Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or whatever. Uh, so the the Wii U will sorry the, the Nintendo Switch will definitely have that capability and just I, I I knew they would because the Amiibos have been extremely popular they they do very well they sell very well so having support moving forward probably is going to be a guarantee for all Nintendo systems until they you know stop selling as well. I bought I bought the uh, Legend of Zelda themed ones because I, I buy Legend of Zelda themed things. Um, they actually do, in case you're curious, if you have an older DS, uh, an older 3DS, I mean, um, they do have like an external uh, Amiibo NFC reader thing that you can plug into your old 3DS to, to still get those features. Um, but I honestly, I've never taken them out of the box. I've never used them. Um, I, I just, I don't play my Wii U very much. Makes me wonder where on earth you're going to be able to put your little Amiibo to scan Probably. it. I think uh, they'll probably have a sensor on the uh, actual device. And oh, and you just like hold it up to it or something? Well, you could maybe set it on top of it on there or hold it up if you're playing mobile. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they decide they wanted to uh, put a reader on the, the controller thing, too. I don't know. Depends uh, what they, they feel like. NFC is not really expensive to include, so. It's a terrible name. Like, I, you know, it you, does not roll off the tongue like Wii does or I, Wii. You know what? It Switch is a terrible name, but there is no worse name for a console than the Wii U. The Wii yep. U is the worst named console. The Wii is the second worst named console. And you know what? I'll take Switch. I that's don't care. Not, that's that's fine. The Wii U, I can, I, I can kind Wii! of understand. Wii! With- this is a stupid name for a console you don't name your console that but sell it's we it's you and me it's it's no three of it no 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 yes no did you not see the commercial no japanese men bowing to you it's we it's inclusive bait what's up no yeah so so zell's we so so the Wii to Zell is like my 18 quintillion planets to me. So <laughs> if we want to troll him, we just have to start screaming Wii repeatedly. <laughs> but yeah, the Wii U was the was the most confusing name ever for a system. I I was confused for months about what the hell it was, and I was like, wait, is it its own thing or is it just a screen? Or yeah, they they totally botched that one, and you know it was it was frustrating. But you know the the Switch is okay. You know, it's it's not the best, but it's Nintendo doing their weird thing. So, you know, we'll we'll give them a pass in that regard. But either way, it, it looks you know interesting. Yeah, dude, that weird thing works. I mean, you look at how many people buy uh, Wii's and Wii U's and 3DS's and Zelda and all this other stuff that Nintendo pushes out. I mean, it works. 
someone actually had a really good idea on Twitter. Um, it was Justin uh, Epperson, and someone did actually a, a quick sketch of the idea that basically you could have games come with a peripheral snap controller. So for like a Resident Evil game, it would actually be like a, like a gun handle or a trigger that would click into the side. Or for like a fishing game, it could actually have a little reel built into it. So you could have different controllers that would you know, be specific to that game to provide additional functionality. Like Pokemon Snap would have a little wheel on the side. You could zoom in or out and you'd click the top like, uh, like a camera cool. shutter. Yeah, it'd be kind of yeah. cool. And, and that stuff sells well, especially with Nintendo fans. There's peripherals like that that are kind of weird, goofy things. Like all, I mean, you remember all of the the gun peripherals that came out for the Wii, or mm-hmm. the Wii, uh, where mm-hmm. you could click it in or whatever. And it was, you know, it, you you sometimes use it, and sometimes didn't. But it was, it sold. You know, it was it was a neat visual, and, and I think that could actually work well in this this situation, especially since it's so modular and how things click together. You could do some cool stuff with it. So I I would actually like to see some of that come out as well for the the Switch. Oh yeah. But, like, my thing is, you know, you, you said Resident Evil with the gun. Well, Activision is on there, too, and I'm assuming this freaking Call of Duty is going to be on there. You're going to have, like, 40 guns with each iteration of Call of Duty. <laughs> you be like, oh, so I've got gun handles everywhere, but, you know, it's, it's you know, just does, be does a anyone, place to store all this. Did anyone actually buy the Call of Duty game for the Wii? My cousin did. He's a sad, sad man. Why would you do that? Like, you just because, don't. Because, There's six, because six he, people are going to be playing that. He had a Wii, and he didn't have enough money to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation, so he said, fuck it, I'm going to buy Call of Duty. He bought Modern Warfare 3 on the Wii and played the shit out of it. Oh, it was bad. So, was that hurts. I, bad. I feel the pain of that, and I don't even know that person. He's pitiful. That's too bad. I thoughts go out to him for for whatever caused him to do that <laughs> but yeah so the 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 Wii, the Wii switch looks interesting it, it's unfortunately we won't really hear much more about it until 2017 nintendo is being very hush hush about it which concerns me they won't release really any specs on or anything like that so battery life screen resolution it, it's all kind of uh behind the curtain right now we won't hear about it until next year so we'll have to see you know it, 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 if they aren't sharing it at their big release you think that it might be kind of under par and they don't want to tell you right away because they want to get you hooked with the idea about it rather than the specs which you know could be frustrating is that march 2017 or is that the red dead date for the switch march or is it later in the year uh let me look real quick here because I know Red Dead is next year as well, but I want to say it's in the fall. Because one of them was one of those. So the Switch is launching in March 2017, which is actually surprisingly close. But okay. yeah, I, I assume they'll release specs before that at some point, but no telling on what month that'll actually be in. Yeah, okay, so that means Red Dead is in the fall. Okay. Okay, anything else on that, guys? Okay, so uh, we are running a little late here on, on time, and, and normally I would cover this since we, you know, I did promise I put it on the show list, but unfortunately since we got a late start, I'm going to probably have to cut the show at the hour mark here, but we did get a suggestion for a couple topics from Casual Care Bear, uh, one of our listeners. I really appreciate you sending your, your thoughts in, so we are going to have to shelve those uh, discussions until next week, but we, we will definitely get to them when we aren't so pressed for time, so uh, again, thanks for, for sending your suggestions in, but anything else you guys want to talk about real quick before we bring this one in for shout out nope okay let's start at the top of the list then zell you're up shout outs man i gave my shout out at like minute 24 of this of this show i did it i thought i i think fast mail is a fantastic mail service i really do i'm really impressed all right bait go up man 
Uh, I would like to give a shout out to the weather here. It's that time of year and it's starting to get cold. And I'm super excited after sweating uh, for nine months out of the year. It's in like the 50s right now, I think. And I have my door open and I'm really excited uh, for the cold weather. So that's cool. Um, and shout out to uh, Nature's Own, I believe it is. They got this, uh, this Raisin Bran kind of stuff. It's a cereal and it's a lot better than Raisin Bran. So it's really tasty. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, my shout out is going to go to a player of Destiny named, uh, I'll try to pronounce it right, Adriel Wallach. Uh, her and her partner are apparently developers for other games, but they do play Destiny uh, quite a bit. And she wanted to propose to her partner in game. So she contacted Bungie, and Bungie actually produced custom content to make this happen so they actually made a legendary emote for a proposal which allowed her to get down on one knee and uh basically made this engagement ring in game sent to her partner's mailbox after the, the proposal was made so they actually proposed in game it was really dorky but shout out to them for for being creative and shout out to the, the destiny developers who actually helped put that together i think it's again horribly dorky but also pretty endearing so shout out to those guys uh, but yeah, so that's it for our show. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, real apologize for starting late. Uh, again, scheduling issues and me coming in out of town and other things kind of me- messed it up. So I do apologize for that. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Again, if you have any ideas for show topics, if you want us to talk about something, argue about something, debate about something, let us know. You can send me an email at pokey.draven at gmail.com uh, or soraya at biomass.com or .net, sorry. Uh, but yeah, or if you want to be on the show, feel free to let us know. We will get you hooked up with the Mumble server. We'd love to bring you on if you want to talk about anything gaming related or pop culture, movies, uh, Dust514, Nova, anything you want. Uh, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to bring you on and talk about it. So uh, that being said, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I hope you have a great night. <laughs>